the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be to simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I absolutely love the Shunammite woman. It's such a contrast in 2 Kings 4, because the first seven verses, we look at the widow woman. And the widow woman was in poverty, but she had great faith, such great faith. And I want you to go to JenniferJackson.com and listen to A Widow Woman or wherever you get your podcast, because A Widow Woman just really encouraged my faith. But then what's so interesting, her mentor was Elisha and the Shunammites woman's mentor was Elisha. And they're immediately back to back in the same chapter in Second Kings 4. And now we have the Shunammite woman, and the Shunammite woman had great wealth. She had incredible, uh, an incredible amount of resources, and yet her mentor was Elisha, and she too had great faith. And so sometimes, you know, we think, well, I don't have enough, and so that's my problem. That's why I can't believe God for something. Or we might think, I have too much. I can't believe God for something. Why would I need him? No, no, no. Whether we have little or whether we have much, we need the Lord and we need to have great faith and believe him for great things. So that is my question to you. My question to you is, what are you believing God for? What do you have great faith for in your life? And it might be for someone in your family It might be for your job or your finances. It might be for your health or your future, but it might be for your church, your community, your nation. But what, what is it that you have great faith for and you are believing God? And so I love these women. They really boost our faith. Listen to the first part of a Shunammite woman. I taught this Bible study at Deeper Life. Okay, so now we have the second woman and she's the Shunammite woman. I really like her. She's a quick contrast. (laughs) We saw this very poor woman, and now we have a very rich woman. And yet she has great faith. So you say, well, wait a minute, Jennifer. I thought, you know, it would take more faith if you don't have anything, because why would she need faith? Because she has everything. But, you know, you look around the world and you see people that it appears that they have everything. No, they still will need great faith. to accomplish the things that God has for them as well. So sometimes it's not all in the natural or in the material. 
And so she's a great woman. The, the word uh, for the great woman in Hebrew, it, really what it means is that a rich woman, that she had an estate or she was rich from birth or she was a high-quality woman. And so she had great wealth and riches. Um, but she was also great in some other ways. She was great in benevolence. She was great in hospitality. She had a lot of grace. Uh, and so there's a lot of other reasons. I think she probably had a great reputation when you see her character Throughout this story, it's really fun. I, I don't know that we should read the whole thing because it'll take um, too much time. <laughs> but here we have Elisha, the prophet, again, and uh, he was always traveling from either Samaria or you remember Mount Carmel, where Elijah slew the prophets of Baal. And this town, Shunem, which is where she's from, was on the road on the way there. And so in Second Kings four. 837, it says the Shunammite son restored to life. One day Elisha went to Shunem and a well-to-do woman was there and urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came, he stopped by there to eat and she said to her husband, I know this man who often comes our way and he is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put a bed and a table and a chair and a lamp for him and he can stay there whenever he comes to us. And one day when Elisha came, he went up to the room and he lay down there and he said to his servant Gehazi, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. Elisha said to him, tell her, you've gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she replied, I have a home among my own people. She was very humble despite the fact that she's entertaining someone of such prominence and I just think that's that's quite interesting in there. But anyway, Elisha says, what can be done for her? And, and Gehazi, so it's thought that perhaps Gehazi was um, the son of a prophet. And, and Elisha, he kind of grew and groomed a band of prophets, but he was the, the main guy. And so here we have these really unique guys uh, in her home. And, and Gehazi says, she has no son and her husband is old. <laughs> and so they're kind of almost looking for ways to encourage her, aren't they? I think she blessed them so much that they're actually trying to find how can we encourage her back. I mean, think about this. She has um, made such a nice room up there in her home just for him and just for when he's on the way. And that gift of hospitality is so important, isn't it? And you may think, that's all I have to offer. Maybe your gift, you think, all I'm good at is cooking or, or doing a meal or hosting or I always have a clean guest room. Well, that meant the world to them. And it was a safe, clean, wonderful place. And she gave from her, her abundance, really, for them. So they're trying to figure out how to help her. And basically, she says, now don't tease me because, you know, I, I want to have a son, but my husband is old and, and that's not fair. <laughs> you know, basically, don't get my heart set on a child and then if that's not going to happen. And, um, but they had great faith. And, and, and so that's really good. And she, this is exactly what happens. A year later, she gives birth to a son, just as it was said. And, you know, I think that's quite interesting because God actually appoints people in our lives as prophets, as priests, and, and, and they can help activate these answers to prayer. He had the faith for that. And she had this huge answer to prayer. But maybe it's because she welcomed him. I don't know. Um, okay, let's keep reading. Let's look at uh, verse 18. So she ha- she finally has this child, right? 
It says the child grew and one day he went out to his father who was with the reapers. So he's out in the sun. They're out in the fields. He said to his father, my head, my head. And his father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon and then he died. It's thought that perhaps that was sunstroke. And having lived in Israel, it's highly possible. So they're out there in the fields, and here they've had this happen. Can you imagine? And and basically her worst nightmare came true. Has that ever happened in your life? The the one thing you dreaded the most, the one thing you thought, I don't know if I could ever make it if fill in the blank if this happened to me. I don't think I could get through it. That's what happened to her right here in this moment. And she'd even told Elisha that, you know, don't tell me I'm going to have a son and not happen and I can't be disappointed. And so you have to imagine at this point, this is her lowest point because her worst fear has happened. Her worst, the worst nightmare right here. And so she, in verse 21, she went up, she laid him on the bed of the man of God. So I think that's interesting too, because she, instead of putting him on his bed or her bed or, or wherever, she so is, uh, knows that Elisha has faith that she takes the child up. She wants to get it as close to somebody who has faith. She's pretty desperate. Um, so she lays him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today? He asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, lead on. Don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out, came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. They say that's 17 miles away. So I mean... That's a long donkey ride or whatever, camel ride. There's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? And listen to her response. Everything is all right. I love that. Now that's a faith of a strong woman right there. Uh, some translations say she says, it is well. You know, I, I've, I've, that has been one of my responses, you know, in the last few years, people say, how are you doing? And I say, I'm, I'm doing really well. And I love that word well, that wholeness, that shalom, that peace, that well. And she says, so everything is all right, because that's faith right there. Everything's all right, she said. And when she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away. <laughs> There's the servant. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? (laughs) Okay, pause right there. That is so funny, isn't it? She's bringing it back up into his face. She has a bit of chutzpah. She does have some confidence. because She's kind of like, Elisha, I told you so. Now remember when you said, what did I want? And I mean, she wasn't really asking for anything they went asking like what's on your heart what when when elisha and gehazi were asking her what they thought she needed a son right it's almost like they knew the secret prayer in her heart and then that's where she was like you know don't tease me about that son so she's bringing this whole thing back up to him and i just think that's great i to me for them to have this level of conversation they must have been good friends 
They must have had lots of fellowship time over these meals, over these, you know, times where he's staying in the home, that they can just be this open and this frank with a prophet, you know, over all of Israel. And she's a woman. And I I just, there must have been some good friendship there. And we need people like that in our life that we can be totally honest with, people that are mentors, people that are friends, that we, we just, we lay it all out there. Well, we are just in the middle of the Shunammite woman, and I hope you'll join us again on the next episode because we're going to finish the Shunammite woman. What great faith she had. I love this story. If you want to read it tonight as part of your Bible story, it's in Second Kings chapter 4. And we looked at the widow woman, the great faith of the widow woman on our previous episode. And you can listen to that at JenniferJackson.com. I hope you'll go to jenniferjackson.com because I really want to connect with you. I have some free downloads for you there. I have a healing prayer. I have a, a beautiful you prayer that you can download. I have some New Year's dream sheets that you may want to do that and kick off your year or if you haven't done that already. There's so many resources for you. There's devotionals and Bible studies, previous episodes, and I would love to connect with you. Would you go there and send me a message? Send me an email and say, hey, I've been listening and I want to say Thank you. Thank you for listening. Or we can connect on social media. I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm on Facebook. Let's connect there. But go to JenniferJackson.com so we can get to know one another a little bit better. I've been praying for many of you, and you can send me your prayer request as well. I love to do that before I go to sleep at night. Anyway, this Shunammite woman, it's going to be powerful tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. My favorite line from the Shunammite woman is she said, it is well, or it is all right. And that was her response. And she responded that in faith. And that's how we want to be, don't we? We have to have great faith for this for this life. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.